Hello, my lovelies, and I hope you're having a good day and a good holiday season. And I am back. I'm going to maybe not as many podcast episodes as I have because I, you know, I'm one of you, and there are just times when you need to take a step back from just being so involved and some of you will get to that point too where you feel saturated full you can't take any more of this narcissist stuff and that's a good thing right and it's overwhelming sometimes you know so I'm just taking a break and especially around the holiday seasons or it's it's difficult And I have a couple of things going on. I have a friend with COVID and I'm watching, you know, this person suffer from a distance, of course, but it's not been easy, right? And my daughter was going through finals and she was having anxiety. So I've had a few things happening just to explain to you guys. And I needed a break from this because this is also emotionally charged, um, I don't know what title I'm going to give this, this episode because this episode is going to have several things. Number one, we're in the middle of top Hoover season. We're right before Christmas, the holidays, right? We are, um, in, in, still in a pandemic. We're in like really in a bad place And I'm sure a lot of you have had Hoovers and maybe even things you don't realize are Hoovers, you know, because as we put up our boundaries, our narcissists try harder to break the wall down. So the thing is, we have to be able to recognize those Hoovers so that we can not react to them and not go running back. Um, because they are just that. And a lot of it is drama, right? Creating drama so that you run back, right? So I'm going to tell you what's happened to me. And you guys can kind of gauge. Um, they will use whomever. And in my case, I don't talk to anyone in the family that talks to my mother or my father. I don't talk to any friends of theirs. I I have zero contact with anyone that talks to them. But they have access to my daughter. And they have ramped it up to the point where my um, is being used as a hoovering tactic. And I've, she's 18, so I, and she understands, she doesn't understand 100% because this is not an easy thing to understand. You know, it's, you can't explain it to someone and, and them understand these people are evil. You know, they truly are to the core evil and they truly are to the core trying to hurt you. You know, it's not something that they can't help or anything. No, no, no. They are planning ways to get to you. Planning ways to get you back. So they can continue to 
purposefully hurt you and abuse you because they need the supply. So this is what happened. And I talked about um, the last will and testament. Um, And I'm not going to talk about that too much because that whole thing is behind me. I really don't care what they do. Um, But what they have done is they have dropped a lot of responsibility on my daughter. Now she doesn't, my daughter is 18. It's, they're not always 100% forthcoming with their feelings. But she opened up to me recently, yesterday, (laughs) that recent, um, to tell me that she felt overwhelmed, that she's only trying to get through her first semester of college and that she's already feeling like, you know, she has to deal with a house and she's 18 years old and she... And this is what really, like, it infuriated me. But I was very proud of my my overall reaction to it. So she feels like she has to deal with things she's not prepared to deal with. And I assured her that I would step in if I had to. To, you know, she's more important than they are. I can help her without being in touch with them that's fine and I can take over you know selling a house or renting or making those decisions without them even if they don't want me involved too bad you know you you put it on the shoulders of a teenager so now you have to deal with me still being involved (laughs) I'm not going to take any money that's not about that it's just taking the stress off of my daughter so this is what really really got to me Um, my father told her that if he dies first to take care of my mother, he freaking my daughter that it was her responsibility to take care of my mother. Okay. How messed up is that? My initial reaction to it was I want to kill and I want to kill them for doing this to my daughter but always knowing that that is just a hoovering attempt and I told her that I said Emily okay so I said her name big deal <laughs> um, your grandparents this is a show it's a show they're not dying. They they love my mother. When Emily was a baby, stood in front of her and said, I don't want, with tears in her eyes, I don't even know how she got them, was able to do that, muster up tears. Um, I don't want to get too close to her. I don't know if I'm going to be alive long enough to get to know my granddaughter. She's 18 now. My mother's doing better health-wise than I am. I can guarantee you that. I just had... An appointment with my endocrinologist for my Graves' disease. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're doing a show. My father is 78 years old. He's not going anywhere. He's not dying anytime soon. I told my, my daughter that. I said, hey, he's not dying. You don't have to worry. And I promised her that if he did die first that I would take care of it and I will take care of it so 
in the end, it's all backfiring on them because me being in control, me because Emily is not going to take control as an 18 year old of my mother's care. All that's going to happen is I'm putting her in a home and I'm going to do it with her own money. So she's screwing herself so badly, it's not even funny. I am not going to give in to her pressures. She's not dying. I, I suspect that she's... I told I told my daughter as a joke, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I said, I bet your grandmother's going to be alive when she's 125 and I will die. Because I'll be in my, whatever, 90s. Or 90 years old. Right? I'll be 91 when she's 125. So I can, you know... I comfortably feel that my my daughter will be a full-grown adult and she can decide whether she wants to take charge or not. And if she doesn't, then my mother is totally screwed because I, there's no way. I said to my daughter, I said, you know, I, I, the expectation is that you will take care of her, you know, somehow you will move in with her because my mother can't drive and very old school the man does things yet I control everything kind of thinking um that she would move in with my mother or that I would give in and you know bring my mother to my house over my dead body because that's what will happen anyway if my mother moves in with me someone will end up dead right either she's she's gonna put me to the point of you know I don't want to say it but living in the same house with her it's just not feasible so if that if it happens that way that my dad goes first um and that can be very possible and that's also if you think about it and i know this him saying that is putting the message out to my daughter and to me hearing it of course that there's something going on right what, why are they saying this right now? Not For no reason other than to hoover me. Nothing else. And every time something like this happens, it solidifies my stance on being no contact. It makes me want to, to just just put my boundaries my, my wall the, the the cement wall I have gets higher and higher and higher I swear to God I will be able to climb on it and touch touch you know the international space station with my finger because they are just every move they make it just solidifies the fact that what I have done is correct and how messed up they really are and how I still have to clean up the mess somehow. I Like I said, I did the right thing by telling my daughter to take those things, her grandparents, off of her shoulders completely because if something happens, I will take care of it. Now, am I going to take care of it? I don't know. I haven't been involved in their lives for three years, but my ex has. He can take care of it. I suppose I could just say, well, you've been involved with them you've been taking our daughter there you take care of it and step away the only problem with that is i know my daughter will feel maybe that you know so 
yes, now I feel like they've pushed something onto me, but it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun because I already know what I'm going to do. If my dad goes first, she's going to an old age home on the other coast of Florida where people are the same nationality as she is. And that's it. I'm not going to visit her. There ain't going to be anybody else around to visit her. And her dear darling nephew ain't going to go either. So they don't understand and I and by they I don't just mean my parents I mean all of them all of your narcissists and mine that the harder they try the worse they're making the situation for themselves because they should know at this point in time that after three years plus that I'm not coming back I'm not I'm not coming back as a matter of fact I'm ready to move on with my life and they're not a part of it I want to move on like almost making believe like I never had parents that's how I feel so if I ever have to and and I'm an anxious person so I imagine the worst case scenario always. And the worst case scenario with them would be, yeah, that he goes first. I'm hoping that she goes first. For a lot of reasons. And maybe I shouldn't think this way. But I'm going to tell you why. If she goes first, if she dies first... My dad will be able to enjoy life a bit before he goes. Even if I'm not in it with him. He will be free of her. And it's not that I'm excusing all the things that he did. And all the things that he's done. And the reason that, you know, right now I'm making this podcast. Because he told my daughter that she was responsible for for her grandmother. She's not. And I took I took that away from her. And I think that was a great thing. She has been better since I said that to her. She's been more calm. Because she's like, I don't know how to handle a house. I don't know how to... They're making her feel that they're going to die. They're going to drop dead right now. And that's not the case. It's a show. Now, I'm sure you all have stories yourselves right now of the, the hoovering attempt... Um, you might have gotten a present that you weren't expecting. It's a Hoover attempt. Please don't fall for it. Um, or something similar to mine. Not not necessarily to do with, you know, if we die. But that is one thing that they love to bring up is our more, their mortality. Because that is a... a it's a reason that they think that everyone will, will do what they say because they, they might die. We're all dying. <laughs> I'm 46 and every day I'm closer to my death date and so are all of you. They don't know when they're going to die. They're not God unless they take it into their own hands. They don't know when they're going to die. So it's all a show. It's a show. 
You know, you might as well have an orchestra in the front and have curtains to open and close. Because that's all it is. And they're hoping to get an applause at the end of it. And they get to bow for what a great performance. And what they're going to get is crickets and darkness and no one's in the audience. And that's what you guys need to learn, too, you know. Not to give them um, the applause when they do the little show. Okay, so don't let illness or um, them mentioning death or just making you feel like they may die soon. Because they use that death card a lot. Um, they're, They're just doing it to scare you. Don't be scared. Listen to me now. Believe me later. Live your life every day. When and if and when you have to deal with something, you will deal with it. However you need to deal with it. Right? But you do not have to preemptively deal with stuff. And that's something that I struggle with every day. Still. Like, I want to figure out, and that's the basis of anxiety, every possible situation and how I'm going to deal with every possible thing. And then I know a lot of you understand this. What actually ends up happening is none of the scenarios that you worked out in your head. And I know that's going to happen with them. You know what actually will happen? God knows what's going to happen, right? They might die very close together. Um, they may live to be a, a thousand years old. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and try and figure it out. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It, it really doesn't matter. If I, if I have to get involved because my father dies, he's not dying. He's 78. He's younger than my mother. And he's in good health. He is stressed to the max. I'm not saying that he he doesn't have severe anxiety, but that's all his choice. He stayed. He he's still freaking doing things like this. Too bad, man. Too bad. You know, the best thing for him would have been to turn his back on her the minute that I went on contact and said no. One of my four kids is going to... I'm going to be on her side. But that's not who he is either. You know, he's he's not the guy that I thought he was. And he never will be. So. I know this is is a horrible thing. So I, I still have to think up a good title for this. Because I could say Holiday Hoover. But it's not really that. It's about them... Oh. To try and hoover you and and using the possibility of dying or being sick to hoover you so i guess that's it i think that's my title (laughs) we'll see right when you listen to this we'll see if that became my title i think i'm pretty sure that that's it how they use death to to manipulate um so thank you all for listening i i know that a lot of you have listened to my uh last podcast and um continue to listen i will post this on my um instagram and i'll put the instagram um link um in the notes 
and um, I'll be back before Christmas. I know Christmas is right around the corner, but I'll be back um, because the few days before Christmas, and I know that a lot of you, you know, where do I go? How do I deal with this? So I'm going to give you some options of how to deal with Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, right? With the narcissist, if you are low contact or no, no contact should be pretty clear, but you know, if you are doing the gray rock method, um, it's really about emotional detachment. It's not, you know, it's more about you not feeling what they're putting out and not giving them a reaction to anything that they say that upsets you. That's the bottom line. Um, so I, I hope that your guys are doing better than me <laughs> as far as, um, stress. Um, but I'm, I'm pushing through and, you know, I, we don't have our Christmas tree up yet. It, it, it hasn't been on purpose, but I think in a couple of days we'll have one and I'll put up the tree and put up the lights and, and have some Christmas spirit, you know, because we deserve it we more than anyone. So I'm sending you Christmas spirit and holiday spirit and happiness because this is supposed to be joyful not somber um and I do love you guys I really do this decision that I made to step back has been because you know my own mental health has to has to is important to me right and I, I couldn't do this as frequently as I was doing it. I couldn't be checking my Instagram as much as I was because it was just so much. But I do love every one of you. And until next time. <laughs>